Section 1 of Roxana, The Fortunate Mistress, or A History of the Life and Vast Variety of Fortunes of Mademoiselle de Bellot, afterwards called the Countess de Winselsheim. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Author's Preface The history of this beautiful lady is to speak for itself. If it is not as beautiful as the lady herself is reported to be, if it is not as diverting as the reader can desire, and much more than he can reasonably expect, and if all the most diverting parts of it are not adapted to the instruction and improvement of the reader, the relator says it must be from the defect of his performance, dressing up the story in worse clothes than the lady, whose words he speaks prepared for the world. He takes the liberty to say that this story differs from most of the modern performances of this kind, though some of them have met with a very good reception in the world. I say it differs from them in this great and essential article, namely, that the foundation of this is laid in truth or fact, so the work is not a story, but a history. The scene is laid so near the place where the main part of it was transacted, that it was necessary to conceal names and persons, lest what cannot be yet entirely forgot in that part of the town should be remembered. The facts traced back too plainly by the many people yet living who would know the persons by the particulars. It is not always necessary that the names of persons should be discovered, though the history may be many ways useful, and if we should be always obliged to name the persons, or not to relate the story, consequences might be only this, that many a pleasant and delightful history would be buried in the dark, and the world deprived both of the pleasure and the profit of it. The writer says he was particularly acquainted with this lady's first husband, the brewer, and with his father, and also with his bad circumstances, and knows that first part of the story to be truth. This may, he hopes, be a pledge for the credit of the rest, that the latter part of her history lay abroad, could not be so well vouched as the first, yet, as she has told it herself, we have the less reason to question the truth of that part also. In the manner she has told the story, it is evident she does not insist upon the justification in any one part of it, much less does she recommend her conduct, or indeed any part of it, except her repentance to our imitation. On the contrary, she makes frequent excursions in the just censuring and condemning her own practice. Often does she reproach herself in the most passionate manner, and guide us to just reflections in the like cases. It is true she met with unexpected success in all her wicked courses, but even in the highest elevations of her prosperity she makes frequent acknowledgments that the pleasure of her wickedness was not worth the repentance and that all the satisfaction she had, all the joy in the view of her prosperity, no, nor all the wealth she rolled in, the gaiety of her appearance, the equipages and the honours she was attended with, could quiet her mind, abate the reproaches of her conscience, or procure her an hour's sleep, when just reflection kept her waking. The 
noble inferences that are drawn from this one part are worth all the rest of the story, and abundantly justify, as they are the professed design of the publication. If there are any parts in her story which, being obliged to relate a wicked action, seem to describe it too plainly, the writer says all imaginable care has been taken to keep clear of indecencies and immodest expressions, and it is hoped you will find nothing to prompt a vicious mind, everywhere much to discourage and expose it. Scenes of crime can scarce be represented in such a manner, but some may make a criminal use of them, but when vice is painted in its low-prized colours, it is not to make people in love with it, but to expose it, and if the reader makes a wrong use of the figures, the wickedness is his own. In the meantime, the advantages of the present work are so great, and the virtuous reader has room for so much improvement, that we make no question the story, however meanly told, will find a passage to his best hours, and be read both with profit and delight. End of section 1